I've never seen 12. Not even Frank. <laughs> Barely Frank even Ocean. Ocean. Okay. We ready? Let's do this. 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 You're so Let's do this. You love. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. What do I love? Everyone. Origins and adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody. And we got a great episode for you. Which episode? Episode 73. And we're sure of that. Yeah. I'm positive. We are absolutely positive. Absolutely positive. This is going to be a great show. We have things to tell you. Yeah. Like uh, uh, news, some factoids. (laughs) You know, we might dive into a little of our lives here. Oh, you You know, know we will. Figure out what I ate for lunch today. Why are you going to share that? Two peanut butter sandwiches. Already got out of the way. But you did have a chalupa tonight. I did have a chalupa for dinner. It was tasty? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know. Shout out to good old T-Bell. Good old T-Bell. You know what's funny? My favorite thing recently, I can't get away from that cheesy gordita crunch. I don't know if I've had one. Oh, please. You know, (laughs) I have a standard. For reals. When I go there. And it's a... It's... Pretty much just two soft tacos. That's boring. It is the most boring. Jeez, Chris, the judgment. <laughs> it's, it is. It is totally on, no, 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 no. I'm it's, totally on your side. It's the most boring thing in the world. It's like the same when I go to like any like most fast food places. I'm like, I'll get two hamburgers. I barely even do cheeseburgers. It's just like, just give me two hamburgers. Dude, um, McDonald's regular hamburgers are just their basic ones. Yeah. Pretty tasty. Two bucks. For two. Very cheap and super cheap. Actually, super cheap, super cheap. I don't know what have we discussed this on this show before. <laughs> We've how, never discussed food. Okay, ever. so like this is the first one thing that I do find kind of funny is yeah. how everyone loves to make McDonald's into this big bad guy. Uh-huh. Very few times have I eaten there and actually felt sick afterwards, unless I ate too much, and that's on you. Yeah, hundred percent. The customer. Uh, I think it's because back in the day they were that way though. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, you have the whole Super Size Me era. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what ruined them almost. And then they've they've done actually a better job at making their food with actual food now. Yeah. And so it just does, like, it's, the weird thing is uh, I go off of, like, calorie counting and stuff. Like, I'm not into micro and macros yet. Uh-huh. It's just, like, I know the calories I'm ingesting from, like, when I go there. And so I just keep that to a minimum. And I'm I'm fine. They show you they're they're honest. Yeah, it's all right there. It's all it's all transparent. The thing is that I just love that sausage biscuit so much. Yeah. It's a buck and it's filling and it's greasy and delicious. So there is one thing that I'm happy that they got rid of because for my health sake, mm-hmm. not so much you know that I'm actually happy it's gone. Uh, and that was the chicken McGriddle because that thing was straight up just chicken and waffles. Like that in was fast good. food form. You know what's funny? I, I didn't never realize. tried that. You didn't have it? No. Oh. It it was something else. Was I didn't realize world. they got rid of it. Yeah. They don't have it anymore. I That's bet you could so still good. get it. You could I mean, yeah, because it's literally just their chicken sandwich yeah. in between two. Could I just get 
Okay. A sausage McGriddle. Hold like the a, sausage. What if they had an animal menu? Add some chicken. An animal menu? Yeah, like In-N-Out has their animal, their secret menu. I don't know about that. I kind of forgot. I've only been to In-N-Out once or twice. I've only been there once. But you remember this. I went with, when I went, there was one person who was like a huge In-N-Out fan. They're like, People you have are to, so obsessed with In-N-Out. They're just like, you have to get this. And I'm like, I'm going to get a hamburger. Because <laughs> that's how basic I am. I know so many people who love In-N-Out, and I've I've always thought it was good. Chick-fil-A is better. Well, one Never place has burgers. You one... haven't had Chick-fil-A? No. Do yourself a favor and go get Chick-fil-A. Everybody tells me to. I just haven't done it yet. I yeah. even have a gift card. You have a gift card? Yep. Give that to me. I was a, I was about <laughs> to make a point. Yeah. Chick-fil-A Sorry. and In-N-Out do have different focuses, though. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is chicken, and In-N-Out is more hamburgers, right? Yeah, and Chick-fil-A, you know, focuses on being good. No, I'm kidding. In and out is good. It just it seemed basic to me. Like I didn't. I'm so glad that we're dude, talking about this. A coworker of mine told me that he thought Chick Fil A was nothing to write home about, and I and I said, "Let me put this question to you, Tex." I didn't call him Tex, but I like saying that. Did you ask him how many times he writes home about uh, things they eat? He said like once, maybe twice a year <laughs> times. <laughs> he literally writes to his parents. He said he I said ate. it wasn't that good of a chicken sandwich, and I said, "Where have you had better?" Yeah, give me an honest answer, yeah. and I might. And he goes, oh, "I don't know," <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, "And those waffle fries? Ah, oh, they're so good. Gotcha. And, yeah. y- how many sauces are you going to get? You can't get that many sauces anywhere else. This is true. You just pile up the sauces." I, and I told him, I said, "It's the perfect chicken sandwich. The 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 meat is perfect. You get one one pickle slice, little pickle slice, one little pickle slice, little dill chip, and the bread is buttered." It is. It's. Yeah. Oh. You guys want to know what my uh, not so guilty guilty pleasure has been lately? Please. Uh, the uh, don't say Burger King at all. It is Burger King. Oh, my oh God. man! Now hear me out. Okay. The enormous burrito from Burger King is on a level of its own. I'll check that out. I'm talking eggs, cheese, sausage, bacon, hash browns, and some kind of like chipotle sauce in there. Oh. What's it called again? The Egnormous Burrito. How much is it? Uh, For just the burrito, it's like five bucks. Okay. It's probably like 18,000 calories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I'm bulking. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm in as, as you know, <laughs> and I've been cutting since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Burger King. And in the past, I want to say like three times that I've been there, which like in the past probably two years. Yeah. Uh, it's been giving me really bad stomach issues. Burger King? Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I don't feel good after it. They used to have this, like. I don't think they changed their grease often enough. Probably not. They used to have this, Do they have like, it? like, I don't know. It was like a value sandwich thing. It wasn't like a full size, one of their big sandwiches. Like I a, don't remember like what it was Whopper called. Or something like that? Yeah, but it wasn't called that. And it had okay. like bacon on it and stuff and had mm-hmm. this sauce. It was so good. I, they had it like three years ago. I used to go over when I was working at the gas station at Costco and get that every day. I love the taste of their food. It's the way I feel <laughs> afterward. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, going into we, comics. We do I have a say. podcast for yeah. you. I mean, that's a uh, you know, not a food podcast not either. Food po- I feel now like now exited the foodie section I of our show. Like, you know what? We should have a food section, right? You uh-huh. know, that's what we're here for. Adaptations. Uh, of recipes includes food uh, and jingles yeah you know okay so starting from the top there's a new buffy the vampire series coming. get out of here 
I actually knew that. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> um, uh, coming from Boom Studios, uh, before I believe uh, Buffy was on the Dark Horse mm. line, um, and she is now coming to Boom Studios, and it's a, it's not just like a hey, we're continuing of trying to do Buffy. They're making her hella woke. Yeah, <laughs> I think she was in the TV show. Was she, what? Yeah, Willow ended up Willow ended up being a, a lesbian. Who's that? Um, what's oh, you're fa- saying you're saying the show from? the show had that kind of mm-hmm. bent to it. Yeah, I never watched the show consistently as a kid. I maybe saw five episodes. I was more into Angel than I was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. My grandfather but. liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. I remember that <laughs> when I was young, and I don't remember this. I don't know why I remember this, and it could be something that I misremember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a thing. Um, is when I was young, like six or seven, uh, they were airing either reruns or like mid-season stuff of Buffy when Transformers Beast Wars was on. And my brother, uh, Ben, he woke me up in like really early in the morning and was like, hey, Andrew, Transformers Beast Wars is on. And I was like, that's dope. I'm <laughs> like, let's go watch it. And I get out there and he's watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm like, why would you tell, like, why would you lie to me <laughs> to make me go watch Buffy the that's Vampire Slayer? Yeah. He did that too. And then, like, I was like, I don't want to watch this. I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I remember that. But this is a redesign. So they are. Redoing everything. I think they're starting back when she's in high school. Uh, most of the characters look the same. The only thing I'm worried about is the Willow. They have the redesign of Willow is more hipster, and not hipster in the like the sense of like outcast hipster, but like I'm the popular hipster. You know, Andrew Garf Andrew Garfield from Amazing Spider-Man. Kind of That's history. kind of who I consider the woke crowd. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there are people who identify with those ideals who don't necessarily fit the look yeah but that's kind of what i what i figured like the popular like i'm with it you know which is weird because cordelia was that in uh in the show she was the popular one that was like all that and then buffy and willow were kind of like the outcasts Mm. and then xander was the goofball i know way too much about that show apparently Uh, i like it it's a good show everyone should go watch it the original series is really good. Um, moving on, uh, Marvel is creating a new miniseries um, called Meet the Scrolls. So the basis of this is... Meet leading, the Scrolls yeah, is what meet they're the calling scrolls. it? That sounds... like the, It sounds like Marvel featuring Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller. Ah... Uh, just because Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's Maybe it's more it's more like that. a Brady Bunch is what I'm seeing. Like here's his family, <laughs> but what it is it's it's a family of scrolls or maybe Third Rock from the Sun. Okay, that's what I'm seeing more here. So uh, it actually is like, hey, this is a family of shapeshifters. Yes, yes, and they're trying. <laughs> this is to, how they are. Yeah, they're trying to blend into a society. Well, I might it's like le- that. It's, I'm excited for the miniseries. What I'm not excited is for what it's leading into, which I'm pretty sure is Secret Invasion 2. And I 
hate. I hate this so much. This is my least favorite thing. Like as much as I hate I can't crossover events. Doing that. I hate sequel crossover events. Yeah. It's just like, why? Why are we doing this? Marvel keeps doing it. They did Civil War 2, which was hot garbage, hot off the press. Just hot, hot garbage. It's just, it's like, like it's like a fried, like, sun hot mayo in a yeah. garbage can. Especially when it's Civil War, because it's like, oh, you know, for the past 10 years, heroes have actually been doing well, like, trusting each other and working together. Let's create this event and, you know, character assassinate everyone so that way we can have them fight each other. It just, which was the problem with the first Civil War of just like, hey, you know how Tony Stark is his own man and tries to do everything? Well, uh, not anymore. He He's siding with the government and he wants to, you know, put a, like, a, he wants everyone to fall in line. That was, was the crossover was event that um, I, I remember I it was in my box. Yeah. And then for some reason I didn't find out what it was about until uh I almost purchased it. Yeah. And it was Christmas break. I was still at school and I remember uh, one of the guys was guys made a joke. He was like, "Are you sure you want to read this over <laughs> over the, your holiday?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "This is a really depressing read." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, is there something else I can have then? <laughs> like, what else did you recommend? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was around the time that I got into uh, Thor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good run. Yeah, that that the yeah. Straczynski run. Yeah. Yeah. So I never I never read. Uh, uh, Which I think the Straczynski run follows straight after Civil War. Sounds about right. Because when Thor comes back, in because Iron Man clones Thor. In that, and so that it's like a huge thing, and I remember Thor is like super angry at Iron Man for mm. doing it. Um, but so, anyways, long story short, I never ended up even reading the original. Oh, I so, have it if you want to read it. Yeah, it's I know, I know, we such have a it. fun read. It's not. I don't recommend. I was it. gonna say we we, <laughs> we just established that it's a depressing hellhole. Yeah. Um, it spawned a lot of cool things. I will say, uh, I think it was. Either Secret Avengers or New Avengers, one of the two, is Captain America's. He takes Spider Man, he takes Luke Cage, and they become. And then uh, Hawkeye becomes Ronin. Um, it's it's a really cool thing. Oh yeah, and then of course a lot of the other events like uh, and then Siege it, was obviously after that, and yeah. So so Secret it goes Secret. No, it goes Civil War. And then Secret Invasion. I thought Secret Invasion was first. Mm-mm. No. Because uh, because when Secret Invasion ends, the reason... What the heck? Uh, Secret Invasion ends. The ending of Secret Invasion is when uh, the Queen, the Queen Scroll, like, comes to Earth and Norman Osborn kills her. Okay, I've been and living so a lie. When he, when he kills her, it's like, oh, all hail Norman Osborn. Like... You're the savior of the the earth. Like here's here's the Avengers. Here's Shield and everything. And he becomes that's where Dark Avengers becomes a thing. And then the Dark Avengers line ends with Siege. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I remember I remember that. But yeah. for some reason, I just timeline wise, I guess I confused mm-hmm. Civil War. Civil War was one of the like that was one of the f- like one of the first biggest crossover events to actually affect the Marvel universe. The first one was probably Secret Wars. Um, the the first Secret Wars. That's okay. 
and that's the only one that I think, uh, the only sequel that I have enjoyed is the new Secret Wars, uh, Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars, and that's because it wasn't like, it wasn't a sequel. It was essentially just a finishing of the story. It's a sequel in the sense that Two Towers is a sequel. Like, uh, Lord of the Rings, yes, they're individual movies, but they're all one story. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a continuation of one story, and that's where Jonathan Hickman's Secret Wars, it ends the story that the original Secret Wars set up, which was the Beyonders and their whole control over reality uh, and and this universe. And so when that ends, it ends with this where... Uh, Doctor Doom essentially faced all the beyond Beyonders and was able to defeat them in doing so he uh, was granted the power of God mm. uh, where he becomes God Doom but um, but yeah so I I'm not excited for where this might lead but I'm excited for this miniseries because uh, it kind of reminds me of Tom King's uh, in uh, his vision line where vision created his own family of ro- like androids mm-hmm. um and the it's either the mom or the son goes crazy and like ends up murdering people uh it's it's also kind of depressing um but that was it was a good run tom king tom king is a writer who has dep- he writes depressing things but it's usually really good his mr miracle right now I've heard is kind of depressing, but it's like astounding. Mm. And then <clears throat> he's currently writing Heroes in Crisis, which I think is lame because it's another version of Identity Crisis. Which that I read that this year, and that was a good read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you loved that one. Yeah, really, it really made you think about like some of the characters and uh, actions and stuff like that. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, Miss Marvel will have a new writer for the first time in five years. Uh, so the original creator of Kamala Khan is stepping down um, from uh, her role as head writer of the series, uh, which will be weird. Uh, I don't know how well other people can write her um, and her, her stories, but I've really enjoyed this line. And I will. My goal is to collect everything in this because. Uh, She's one of my f- favorite new characters that they brought to the, the comics. But. <clears throat> Moving on to TV. First, I'm sorry to say this, Cody. We knew it was going to come one day. Daredevil is canceled. Yeah, I know. Daredevil is canceled, everyone. Yep. After our, our last episode is us talking about how great Daredevil is. It was a good run, you know. I'm Might as well so just cancel sad. Origins adaptations because we're canceling everything that's good now. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, this was all we had, folks. Yeah. No, I mean. Whoa, 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 what, whoa. What, what can what can we say though? I mean, this this show losing the show is kind of like losing an old friend. Yeah. It really it really sucks. It's, just, it's a blow. Because to me, to me, having Netflix, it it's so much more now. Like there's Stranger Things and stuff, but. I looked forward to the next season of Daredevil. Like that yeah. was that was one of the reasons I I mean now there's multiple reasons but my original having Netflix for a longer period of time of Yeah. Like, it's just like 
I wanted to watch the new seasons of Daredevil, and that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I I mean, I probably sound crazy, but I think I can I can at least speak for myself in saying that I felt uh, about Daredevil the way I know a lot of people um, feel about. Uh, Shows like Game of Thrones or yeah. Vikings, like just shows with big followings, and Daredevil doesn't have quite the following of Game of Thrones or anything. But I, I mean, I definitely feel like I shared that bond, the, that love of that show with yeah. with a few people. Um, but I don't know that many people, besides you, I think it was just I, the I, two of us. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, Kevin really liked it too. No, no, no. I'm, I'm but. Joking. You and I really, really bonded over our love for that show because it really does, especially the third season, just really does a good job nailing every mark. Yeah. Every Everything that they could, they wrapped up. Yeah. It was incredible. It was really a good is. ride. Oh, yeah. Good ride. I'm, oh, man. It's, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed because he didn't get to wear the suit yet, and it was... Ah! Such a buildup. Oh, this next season could be so incredible. We got Bullseye coming in, finally as his own autonomous villain, self-driven villain, no longer the pawn. Yeah. Good lord, that those last two episodes. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh man. Just so. Should Can we just talk about that again? <laughs> so you guys remember when uh, um, yeah. Daredevil was talking crap to? Poindexter on the cell phone. Yeah, and he yeah, had, yeah. Had his number blocked, so he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, crazy. And he's just driving him insane. <laughs> so, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Yeah, just just uh, Matthew Murdoch throwing shade Ben Poindexter's way. It's like we all know we you're. We won't get that again. It's like we all know you're a creep. Now I'm gonna rub it in your face and make you angry. Uh, and then we're gonna get into a fight with a guy who could squash both of our heads into oblivion. Because he has before. Because he has before, and that fight scene is one of the best oh, things so good. in cinematic, uh, cinematic in in uh, TV Net- Netflix TV history for Netflix. sure. I would s- maybe Game of Thrones is the only only TV show that I know that has rivaled fight scenes. Really? Yeah. I know people say Vikings is pretty incredible. Oh, but yeah, you're I probably you're probably right that Game of Thrones is still better. I would yeah. assume it is. Uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch. So these are, uh, this is the new, this is part of the new line where it's there's a Loki TV show as well as they were saying there was going to be a Scarlet Witch TV show. Um, it's a combination. It's Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Uh, it will premiere in 2019. Um, my question is, uh, is this a prequel or is this a sequel? The Same thing with the Loki thing. Uh, we we don't know anything about these TV shows. Mm-hmm. They're coming to the Disney, the Disney network, their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. But we don't know anything beyond that. Um, and it makes me anxious because I'm like, I know that there's going to be stuff reversed in this next Avengers, but I was hoping that it wouldn't be everything. Like that's my worry. That that my worry this is my worry. This is my worry. We can talk about this later. What's your, what's your worry? My worry is that this incredible movie that we just had, mm-hmm. Infinity War, was for nothing. 
Yeah. That we're going to get the end of. Is that coming, is, is that coming from the same place that your heartache over episode eight came from? How some, that one thing was set up and then the, yeah. the possibility of knowing it could well, be pitched? Well, well, not even just that, but like my heartache with episode eight is a whole different thing. It's It's not the, first of all, I don't have that worry as much because both these movies are being directed by the same people and they're being written by the same people, so they're not going to set up their own thing and then smack it to the ground and do something else. No, Unless my, the studio made them. But uh, let's, I I let's, can't, yeah, I can't see them doing that. Uh, my my worry, my worry is episode four, you have, or not episode four, wow, Avengers four. I'm going to, this is a spoiler for people. Spoiler territory. If you haven't seen Infinity War by now, uh, Ooh, what you doing? Clear the room. Uh, yeah. Uh, come back when you've seen it. Uh, in Avengers 3, there's there are deaths and then there's the big deaths. And my worry is that at the end of Avengers 4, everything's going to be back to normal. That is my oh, worry. Maybe they're going to make things too perfect and yeah, it's not going to be that be interesting. There might be one person, I think, either Cap or Iron Man are going to be gone. Like, that's going to be a thing. And that's going to be the major, like, oh, you know, no one ever usually dies in the Marvel Universe, uh, but this one person did, and that person was major. Mm-hmm. What I loved about Infinity War is it didn't hold back on that. It's like, we're killing Heimdall. We're killing Loki. We're killing Gamora. Like, it just killed people. Um, it killed Vision. And my worry is, then you have, to me, I don't even see the deaths at the end, the disappearing deaths. Yeah, like, to, I don't count those as actual deaths. I, people who are freaking out about that need to grow up. Most of the, most of the people that disappear dust deaths uh, are confirmed for a sequel movie. So yeah, uh, it's Doctor Strange's game getting another Doctor Strange movie. Right. Spider-Man's getting another Spider-Man movie. movie. There is no way Black Panther is not getting another Black Panther movie. Right. It's one of the highest grossing Marvel movies. There's no way that's not happening. Yeah. Um, and there's no way they're going to you know just kill off their one of their lead black actors. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And a new addition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. So, my worry is we'll we'll get those death those dust deaths back, which is something I expected. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Uh, but then we're also going to get these other deaths that made the impact more. Like I know Gamora's coming back somehow because she has to be in Guardians Three. Like, how can they revive her? I'm well, curious. Do you know? There's there are theories, and we we can talk about that because we have the trailer part coming up. Right. When we're going to talk about the trailer, um, there are theories, and I'll I'll, I'll explain those theories. Okay. Um, but that's just my worry with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, that this TV show is going to take place after Vision has come back, mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch and him are living their life. So yeah, that is that is my worry there. Uh. So two things on uh two things on WBDC stuff really quickly. First of all, there's a Plastic Man movie coming in the works, which I'm excited for. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they have an actor. They just I don't said really it's... know anything about Plastic Man besides his abilities. 
Yeah, that he's like Mr. Fantastic, but kind of like a perv. Is that what he is? Yeah. And, and I'm guessing he's, probably not as intelligent. And no, definitely not as he intelligent. He just has the same abilities. Yes. And he's and, a perv. And he's he, a perv? Yeah. Like, there was one time when he, I think he became Power Girl's suit. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, what was, well, what was the context, though? Was it, like, well, meant to be was, cheesy? Was it from the 60s? I think it was 70s, 80s. Yeah. But it's just, it's no, he's he's a perv, not in like a oh I'm. He's just like he's not, he's, he's, he's not, the guy that if he can peep on like <laughs> peep on a girl, he's going to try to peep on a girl. Uh, okay, yeah, is is he's a perv? He's a perv. Of course, we live in an era where me even asking that question is like don't don't don't, don't ask that question. Yeah. but uh, no, but for real, I mean, if he's if he's a creep, he's a creep. He's a creep. I'm just saying, but he's. Uh, or he, just asking, rather. He's kind of like a neutral character where he wants to be a hero, but he, he's not going to do the good all the time. Um, I mean, his name is Plastic Man. Plastic Man. And uh, a lot of the times you think he's mute because he barely talks. But when he does talk, it's always like a joke of some t- some kind. Really? Yeah. He sounds like quite a character. Yeah. Literally. I'm excited. He's always a fun. He's a fun character to, you know. To, to have on the team. <laughs> to kick it with? Yeah. Whenever he shows up, it's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, Amy Adams, good old Lois Lane, uh, thinks the WB is uh, revamping the whole DC universe. Lois. Uh, Wait. Say that again. She th- she believes that WB is revamping the DC cinematic universe. Oh. Uh, don't, like, th- that's her, that is the quote for it. Uh I think what she means by that is they they are changing the tone. They're changing where they're going to go with the series, and they're going to change uh, how everything fits together, And which is something that you and I called a long time ago mm-hmm. and what you and I wanted a long time ago. And I think they're going in the direction that we wanted, which is these singular movies, these solo movies featuring these characters that it is kind of a part of the same universe, but... It's not Avengers level. It's not mm-hmm. everything needs to be connected. We don't have time for that. Just give us the characters that we want. And in my opinion, it's the best way to go. Because it's something we've always talked about versus Marvel versus DC. Is DC is the fantasy element of, you know, Superman. Just like S- Superman, when he originally started, it wasn't like Krypton. It was just like, he's Superman. He has superpowers. Mm-hmm. This is a Superman. Like they, it was. It but, was shortly thereafter that they gave him this origin story. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And like Batman and Green Lantern, all these characters, they have fantastical powers. Yeah. And there's no like scientific basis of why. Yeah. Like it's always this mystical. Element. And even you, you, you threw in a character who doesn't have yeah. powers, but bat, even Batman's level of strength and, and intelligence and it's unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah, I think DC is more blown out of proportion yeah. as far as like what our world looks like versus mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it's, you it's have a places much like Metropolis, Gotham, um, fictional cities, Central City, Star City, like you Keystone. Have, yeah, you have all these places that's like I don't know what these places. So when we create them in comics. They look futuristic and sci-fi mm-hmm. because they're not based on certain cities until you go like the Green Lantern route or Green Arrow route, route where he goes to Seattle. And it's just like now and even then when he goes to Seattle, it feels grounded. 
um, it feels more like a Marvel comic when it when he goes there. Hmm. Um, and that's one of the biggest things Marvel has is New York City, San Francisco. Uh, those are pretty much the two. No, um, <laughs> but these these are places that people they're actual places. Even though these characters are made up and it's all fiction, they're actual places. Most of the characters, how they get their powers is science based. Uh, even if it's pseudoscience, yeah. like science that doesn't isn't real, it is all based in science. Uh, Peter Parker with the radioactive spider. Um, that spider was created scientifically. Like it wasn't just a spider who went through radioactive goo right it's it is a genetically enhanced spider um and then you have captain america super soldier serum iron man stuff is all he built it himself when he doesn't have the suit all he has is that intelligence he doesn't really have any fighting capability yeah and i think another thing that makes marvel feel way more real world is the fact that the character's flaws are way more Real, they're grounded. They're way more grounded yeah. in realism as to what you'd see flaws in another human being. Yeah, in real life, like Peter Parker. Most of his is he's trying to balance being Spider Man and being Peter Parker. Like, and being Peter Parker hasn't been too easy in itself. Yes. Uh, whereas with Batman, you're like, oh, your parents died a long time ago, bro. <laughs> like, I understand. Like how? Like I don't understand. Maybe it is. Maybe that does cripple someone for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. But it's he. He uses it as like this is why I am who I am. This is why I can't be who I can be. Uh, where then I look at Peter Parker, I'm like, this guy is dealing with so much, mm-hmm. like constantly. And the way he does it, yeah is so much different than the way Batman does it. Yeah. The Which, reason... Uh, I'm not saying that means Batman's bad. Like, sure, uh, no. I'm yeah. just saying those are the differences. You look at the you look at DC, and once again, it just goes back to the movies. With the Marvel movies, even though there is that fantastical element, you have real places. It's Earth, and when these characters get together, or they see each other, or they talk to each other, that just adds to that realism element you're like oh this is all one universe whereas when i'm watching a dc movie and i see superman fighting aliens in space or fighting aliens on earth who have come from space Mm -hmm. and then you show me a batman movie it's like i want those to be two very different things they are they are uh like I yeah. don't, I don't so even what care you, about. So what, you, what you're saying is DC. It seems like the character sort of compartmentalizes the world. Yeah. Like Batman's world feels different from Superman's yeah. world. Whereas X Men and the Avengers very obviously feels like the same place. Yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. I think that's yeah. That's the biggest thing is it's one of the issues I had with Batman versus Superman. Yeah. B- Batman did actually used to fight a lot of aliens back in the day, but the writing was rubbish. Yeah. He used to fight a lot of crazy looking. Uh, there's one hilarious one where it's like an it's like this dude with uh, antennas, and then he has eyes at the end, and then he's wearing a purple suit, and it's just got like a little simple drawing of like Saturn on it. It's just like a planet, and because that was their idea of what an alien should look like. Uh, folks, and he uh, sh- comics used to be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I mean, some, I know some of them are pretty stupid. <laughs> There's a lot of villains out there that it's just like why you just had to get your comic out. Egghead, yeah, that's a Batman villain. 
It's uh, Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Actually, didn't they make his him, was interesting. They though. they made him. They they kind of brought him back in an interesting yeah. way. Like the killings he did had to do with the certain it, the like day of the year. Yeah, which makes him seem a lot less lame. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 name Calendar Man makes him lame mm-hmm. because it makes him seem like a supervillain, where he was just a serial killer. Right, like Zaz or something like that, where yeah, Victor Zaz is just yeah, he he's not even a, a supervillain. He's just a he's really just a serial crazy killer. serial killer. Yeah. yeah, and that that's a lot of Batman's villains, and that's what they just had to do with Calendar Man. But giving him the name Calendar Man made you think like cape, like he has a cape, and on front of it's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, calendar. Yeah. Sure, and he's Calendar Man, and he throws calendars at you. Uh, he steals all the calendars. No one can have any calendars. If I steal all the calendars, the world ends. Question, do you think one reason why um, Batman is one of the characters that is loved by even Marvel fans who aren't even a big fan of DC, do you think a, a big part of that has to do with the fact that some of Batman's villains are more based in reality? Yeah. and fun, and Psychological profile-wise. And he's really close to Iron Man as a character, and so they they see that... I can say that a lot of reason, like, diehard Marvel fans that don't even look at DC, they think Superman's a cheat. Mm-hmm. They think Superman's boring. Uh, they think, they just think he punches things, he shoots stuff out of his eyes, he flies, he's mm-hmm. super fast. Uh, I was in the same boat. I rem- like, Superman is the character that on the playground when you're playing superhero, that the arrogant, entitled kid... Uh, chooses Superman because you know no matter what you do to him, he has something to counteract it. Yeah, that is that was Superman to me until I invested and actually took the time to understand Superman, to understand Clark Kent, to understand it all. And now Superman's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, um, he, it's incredible. Like who Superman is, yeah. uh, changes entirely. His, yeah, I I usually forget what powers he has because I'm more invested in. Who he is. Who he is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I understand how yes. he appears to be boring, but he's not. If you actually sit down and read some of the best Superman trades, yeah. they're far from boring. Yeah. They're some of the most interesting reads. Great sci fi undertones, um, different worlds, cool, um, cool imagery, the, yeah. cool vehicles. I've always liked um, any of the appearances with Brainiac. He's, I don't know, he's, I, I like that. Metropolis. Metropolis has a, almost its own sort of uh, u- utopia, utopian dream kind of quality mm-hmm. to it in the comics. Yeah. I like the way, like, what, like the... the. Uh, I think that's what I missed from... The glass skyscrapers and crazy stuff like that. That's what I missed from the Man of Steel or the BVS. Yeah. Is Metropolis looks just like, you know, New York City. Mm-hmm. But, but... Prettier and more, yeah, more obviously futuristic. But but it's like I wanted Metropolis to be that like, like utopian vibe. Yeah, that's what I wanted because Gotham is the dark and gritty. Yeah, like but yeah, I don't know. Gotham. I is could go on. Gothic steampunk. Like goth. Gotham is like nasty. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, it's also why it looks the most interesting. <laughs> I thought with, it can, yeah. with, with the gargoyles and with uh, just the Im- the imagery, just like the industrial look. Yeah, actually, you know what you know what book does the best job of painting that gothic vibe is uh, Batman Year Two. 
Yeah. Todd McFarlane, man. Oh, he's a good one. He's <laughs> yeah, the, a good one. the way he draws Batman and and the city is pretty incredible. Uh, so now we can move on to the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers trailer dropped for Endgame. Avengers Endgame is the official title. Yep. Uh, the trailer barely showed anything. Um, it showed the aftermath of Infinity War. Yes. Um, it showed uh, the biggest death of the whole series, uh, MCU entirely, which is Captain America's beard. Uh, I was just going to... <laughs> I, I was trying to work that in. Damn right. it. That was... That's fine. That's that's the... I'm going to say a beardless Steve Rogers. It hits the hardest there, you know? You know, curse Thanos for... Making, killing Cap's beard, <laughs> making Captain America shave his beard. What if, what if it just like fell, it like came, like came to dust? Yeah. Like that? yeah. His hair is still glorious. His hair is glorious. <laughs> what if we combined? Cap's what did you beard? say earlier? So er- earlier, what if we could, com- uh, what if we, um, combined Cap's beard with Ray from Daredevil's hair? yeah that was one of the funniest things you told me you saw on reddit was the conversation thread about ray's hair it's his own character oh that's great yeah it's great it's the part of him i could enjoy in the first few episodes because the first few episodes i was just like why do you not see what's happening oh what were you saying before oh about uh cap's beard and his hair oh we were talking about so everyone so before the show andrew and i were talking about steve rogers and uh his Oh, oh, his, oh, his beard, okay. his hair, everything, and and Andrew was talking about how he missed the beard, but then he said, uh, "I'll still take that man." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I still I'm take thinking. that man. That's what he said. Yeah, because you're like a beard, pure you're, straight you're, love. Yeah, but. you're you're just like you know, the beard was good, and uh, you're like, but you know, because you said, but without it, he he still looks. Cap. More like Cap. He yeah. looks more. And then I was like, yeah, he's Chris Evans. I'll still take that man. Yeah. It's just like, my boy. He is my, my boy. boy, too. Like, in the movies, hands down, my favorite character and favorite um, actor to play out that character. Yeah. So, uh, for sure. So, number one thing I noticed was Cap's weird missing. Uh, number two uh, thing that I noticed was. Um, you know, Thor ready to drop the beat uh, on his uh, ch- troubled past is what I saw. Uh, if you if you look closely at the one shot of Thor, he's like he's got like a hood on. Mm-hmm. He's got the Eminem look where he's just like, <laughs> yeah, pre battle Eminem, eight miles. Like, yeah, it's just like eight, or eight, pardon oh, me, he's, eight, eight he's going era. to tear someone up. You know, he's going to he's going to come in. Yeah, he's going to lay the law with a rap. So those are the two things I took away from that trailer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, so theory time. Like I said, there's for not- a second I thought you said those were the two things that took away from the trailer. <laughs> like you were trying to say they made, like you were trying to say they made it worse. No, 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 no. Okay. They made it better. Uh, really, there's nothing in this trailer that tells us anything. No. All it tells us is at the very end, which is something we knew, is that Ant Man shows up. Uh, it shows Hawkeye in his Ronin outfit, which it confirms what I'm pretty sure is a thing, is that his family disappeared. Uh, his family died. Okay. Um, he has that, like, my life is depressing kind of look on his face. Mm-hmm. He is fighting someone, though. 
That's interesting. So mm-hmm. I wonder if he's doing like if there's like riots in the street and he's like kind of kind of being like a a man of the law. But I also was intrigued by the beginning of it with Tony Stark in space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was saying that he's out of water, food, yeah, and is going to run out of ox- oxygen. What's well, intriguing? Which Nebula is on the ship with him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. Who knows what direction they're going to go there, though? Oh, Captain Marvel's going to pick him up. I'm positive. Are you sure? I'm positive. How do you know that's not at a point where they're about to kill off Tony Stark? Like that's not. Oh, that like that might be one of the end. I don't. Yeah. Like that. Ooh, that would be a good bait and switch. I did well. That, so that's actually what I took from it. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I went the unpredictable route, but uh, that was actually the direction. I was like, oh gosh, are the are these Stark's final hours? And they're putting like the middle or beginning of the movie at that the is, at the beginning. I never thought about that, Cody. Yeah, that would be dope. Not dope, because that's a sad way to go. It'd be interesting writing. Yeah, if they're trying to set it up like. This is because Stark he at seemed the like he was on that ship by himself. Yeah, and but Nebula's with him. I don't know. That's that's you know something there, my friend. Well, hopefully, if I'm wrong, I don't so, want to be. I don't want to be anyone's cause of disappointment. But so there's a lot of different theories. Uh, one is in Iron Man two, and I don't even remember them talking about this, but apparently they did. I have to watch the movie again. Uh, they talked about how. The quantum energy can affect time. Uh, and there's a theory out there that Cap will go back in time and kill Red Skull. So that way it stops him. So that way it stops Thanos from getting the Soul Stone. Or something like that. That's hmm. a theory. I I don't know if I believe that theory because it has him like looking at the watch and it's like, are are you sure this is the way it has to go? And he's like, yes, because if it doesn't, I don't know what we do. Yeah. Oh, isn't oh Cap says, because if it doesn't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. That was a really great line. Yeah. It shows the how desperation. Come, how come superheroes don't say that more often? It's like, what's the next plan? I don't know. No. We are so screwed We're here. Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, that does happen in MacGruber with Will yeah. Forte. <laughs> if Will Forte was our Captain America, that's oh, how the gosh. line would have been yeah. delivered. Yeah. He's like, so we go around the side, and they give him his MacGruber yeah. voice and his MacGruber hair, and he's like, He's like, so this is the plan. Well, what if that doesn't work? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I I had to inject some uh, humor there because um, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so anything else that you have? The trailer's short. It's a it's a teaser. It, to me, this I was going to say it's so is. short that I don't really have any expectations. Here's the thing, Cody. I don't want more. I'm going to watch more if more comes out. But sure. if this is what they gave us and then... Give us the Captain Marvel movie, which... Did you watch the second Captain Marvel trailer? Um, the one... Yes. The one uh, where it shows her, like, full on in her suit, yes. blasting things. I did watch okay. that one. Did I show you that? Per- I'm pretty sure we watched that together, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. 
So I think if this is how they do it, I think it's smart. Just leave it at where it is. Mm -hmm. Show us this trailer. Give us the date, which is interesting. It's coming out in April. It's not coming out in May. Uh, they pushed up the the release date by a week, which I think they did last time, and it bothered me because it threw off my whole watching schedule. Um, but uh, give us the Captain Marvel trailer. Give us more of that. Give us the Captain Marvel movie, and then don't show anything on Infinity War or Endgame. Maybe show this teaser a bunch. Put this teaser out there a bunch. Do not show us Thanos. Don't show us who's fighting who in the movie. See, like, gamble. Gamble on the fact that everyone went and saw Infinity War. And they want to see the conclusion. Mm -hmm. Like, gamble on that. Um, the Because my, my main issue is that there's going to be people who didn't see Infinity War who are going to go see this movie. And they're going to be like, I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, Cause it's not, I'll be honest. It's not I'll called Infinity War Part 2. Like it's right. called Avengers Endgame. A lot of a lot of viewers really aren't as invested as we are. It's something that I've known for a long time, but I tend to forget about. I know people there's actually people in my own family who um I know have notoriously gone to to sequel movies knowing that they're a sequel and just going for some movie experience, and that's mm -hmm. the only reason why they couldn't maybe get a ticket to some other movie that they had in mind. Oh, this looks good. But I do think that it is somewhat on the viewer. Yeah. Now, we, we live in an age when it's so easy to go and just go on, go on your phone or on your computer and look up the premise of the movie, and if you're totally lost, you probably better go see the first one. Yeah. Um. Or, I mean, geez, if you look at the trailer and you're totally lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know who these characters are. He's like, wait, who the hell is Kal-El? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but the the trailer looks fantastic, and I don't really have any expectations because it doesn't, it doesn't give you any reason to have any. Yeah. Other than it looks well-made. I'm well produced. So for those who are worried about my worries, worried still, about your worries. Yeah, you know. You know, Andrew has his worries. He's going to hate this movie, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm still hyped for this movie beyond belief. It's just that small worry. That small worry that they're going to just, you know, excuse me, just like wipe away Infinity War and there's no consequence and yeah. That's my worry. But, you know, my worry could be wrong. Uh, so the Captain Marvel trailer, too. Uh, one thing I will just say is I'm excited that we're going to see the the, the old lady fight on the train. Uh, it's probably the thing I'm most hyped for. Yeah? Yeah. The most? <laughs> for sure? Yeah, it looks great. Okay. I, you know, want to see her beat up an old lady. Okay, it's going to be great. And I love the fact that it's the first thing that happens in the trailer because it was probably probably the most talked about thing in the first trailer where she slaps she punches the old old woman. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that the first thing you see is them fighting each other and then it's like, "Oh, this old lady is not an old old lady." Uh right. I I found that great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just going to say that. I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for this movie. I'm really excited. Are you hyped? Are you excited? So hype. Get on the train. It's hype town. Uh, I have a correction. Uh, we both have a correction. Uh, for our last episode, we said Jude Law was playing Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie. And that is false. Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask. I which, just agreed with him uh, blindly. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> and it's my fault. I led you astray. It's okay. You know, I get accused blind, of it all the time. The blind. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, no, which the funny thing is, that as much as I love Jude Law, this makes me hyped even more. Cause you because you love Ewan McGregor. I love Ewan McGregor. Like, he's a great man. Have you looked into his eyes? Mm-hmm. But the first time that I heard the Beatles. <laughs> uh, but no, Jonah I'm, ex- Hill. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi is the best thing about the prequels. Uh, favorite character, hands down. He makes me love Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh He's been yeah. in a couple other things that were impressive too. Big but Fish. He he's in a he lot was in of Big stuff. Big Fish. He was great in Big Fish. He's Man in a lot of stuff that's goats. hard to watch a second time. Did like, you guys uh, see Christopher Robin? I have not yet. Oh. Is it good? I wept. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I need to see it. I want to see that too. It was beautiful. Um, really? Are you talking about like Train Spotters? Train Spotting? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, have you ever heard of Young Adam? No. Tilda Swinton's in that. As is oh, I forget her name. English actress, brown hair, skinny. You just uh, named like you just described like almost every single English actress. <laughs> how old? How old is the movie? Like I wasn't expect. I don't know. I'm just thinking a lot. I wasn't expecting you to get it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I know love actresses I, and actors. I know. I was just being snide for fun. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know her name, but it, okay. anyways, so that's a really dark movie. That trust me, if you see it one time, you will not. You might actually not want to finish it. It's a really morbid movie. Hmm. I'll check it out. It's hard to watch. We'll check it out. Uh, then last but not least, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. I think is that how you say his name? Uh, is getting his own movie. Uh, in the next phase of Marvel Phase Four. Um, for those who do not know, he is a master of kung fu. Uh, which he's a super cool character, and it will make him the first ever uh, Asian superhero lead actor. Cool. Uh, so it's pretty cool. It's I'm hoping it's what Iron Fist should have been. Um, it, he's getting his own movie, so I'm hoping the choreography is it has to be like tip top shape because uh, one of the cool things about this character is he he knows pretty much every single like form of martial arts. So uh, it's not just kung fu. It's yeah. He's like, he is. He's top notch. He's one of the that's best. That's uh. He's one of the best out there. There's a character in in the DC universe called the Karate Kid who's kind of similar to that. I think. Is it really? There is a. Oh is yeah. He really named Karate there's Kid. A, there's there's a, there's a character called the Karate Kid. Man, why can't why can't we come up with more original names? <laughs> How they just took an '80s movie character <laughs> and just and or or name the namesake of that character and just gave it to a DC character. Just come on. But that's so his calendar pa- man. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a character named hey, Stan- Condiment King? Stan Lee Condiment created- King is a, also a character. Condiment King? Yeah. Stan Lee, you know, rest in peace, uh, also named a character Finn Fang Foom. So J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Junior. J. There, there, there's <laughs> yeah, J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Junior. Uh, Dr. Victor Von Doom. Yep. Robbie Robinson, Peter Parker. 
Gwen Stacy. Gwen. <laughs> yeah, Gwen's <laughs> Mary one Jane Watson. One that doesn't have it. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, comics. Comics. <laughs> comics. 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 Hey, Chris. I don't think you can hear He's us. He's not there. He's not there. Anyways. What's uh, up? What's up? Comics. I want your keyboard. Anyways, that's all. I just... Wait. <laughs> what? What? Are you serious? You're so weird. Okay. What? <laughs> He's being... I just wanted to tell Chris that I want his keyboard. Okay. Oh, my piano? Huh. Yeah. Is it... A, well, is it, an, is it a keyboard or an electric piano? Uh, it's definitely more towards the side of a, of, of, of electric piano that doesn't have a lot of functionality other than keys. Oh. Yeah, gotcha. like piano. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, oh. okay. that'll be all. all right, cool. News is done. <laughs> yeah. Talking to Chris is done. I mean, Chris, uh-huh. you can chime in at I, any point. I also was looking for an excuse to include Chris in the conversation. I mean, Chris can jump in anytime he wants. Oh, it's your piano. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, main, we're going to go with the main event. Do, 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 do. Main event. That's a that place downtown. That was great. We don't have yeah. Eye of the Tiger for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have uh, our intro. That's almost as good. Yeah. We are going to be talking about our best of and worst of 2018. That's this year. Uh, so starting with number one, we're not we're not even going to do a uh, best new comic this year. I'm doing your best comic read this year in 2018 yeah well the year's not fully over yet let's remember that but let's also remember that i read an average of like two trades a year these days (laughs) (laughs) at the most um i'm close to like four or five a five a month i know you read a lot I'm trying to think what my favorite was. I actually I read more than that this year. Um, yeah. I suppose I really did like digging into those Daredevil issues, the Frank Miller. That was yeah. that was a good that was a good one. Um and I, I suppose I, I gotta go with Daredevil just based on the fact that it hyped me up for I so I, I read that uh I picked up that run as soon as I finished Defenders, I want to say, or around the time that I was watching Defenders, and then okay. and yeah. then um, it kind of kept me hyped for yeah season three of Daredevil, cool. Which I'm glad it did because that was like the best part of my year. Yeah, that was. I I think I'm not kidding. No exaggeration. I side note. I do feel like Daredevil season three was one of my favorite parts of this year. It was a good moment. Yeah. Uh, for me, I totally had it in my head. And now I don't have any. Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing is... You're in volume four now. Swamp Swamp Thing's pretty good. Swamp Thing's pretty good. I've read a lot, though. Um, No, I think it will be Jonathan Hickman's uh, Fantastic Four. You and Hickman, man. If I could marry that man's writing, (laughs) I would do it tomorrow. You'd want his writing with Chris Evans' beard? Yeah, and Ray's hair. (laughs) Fair, uh, fair enough. I understand all of that. Yeah, that it was, it was really well done, and it included it just it added so much backstory to the his Avengers and New Avengers line and the Secret Wars line, which is I will give praises to that whole storyline over and over and over again. Um, if I had a runner up, 
uh, it would probably like Swamp Thing is up there. Like Swamp Thing's really good. Uh, what have you read the most trades of? But Birthright Volume Six came out this year. <laughs> Birthright Volume Six was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I but, uh, I guess that, that probably Birthright, was Birthright is a big my favorite too. read of last year. Like the first four volumes, like that just the first five volumes just took me away. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe East of West. East of West this year was really good. Chew this year was really good. Uh, I read more New Teen Titans. I read a lot of Thor uh, by Walter Simonson. That was really good stuff. Um, uh, I got I read a Green Arrow tr- trade. Um, that was really good. No, I've I've read a lot. American Vampire, Why the Last Man, um, yeah, the Swamp Thing stuff. All the Archie comics are really good. There's a new Power Rangers comic that I read. Wet Hot American Summer I read. Oh, how was that? It was really funny. That's awesome. It was really good. You know what? Even though, oh gosh, even though I haven't completed it, uh, Good Apollo, uh, Amory Wars. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I need to fi- I need to finish it. I'm only a few issues in, but yeah. Oh, it's it's damn good. The thing with that series is the art gets exponentially better every single time they turn one of their albums into a comic book format. It gets okay. it gets more and it more gets better and better. professional. Yeah, yeah, big time. Sweet. I think it's because they're delegating response. Uh, Claudio Sanchez and his wife Chandra. Um, I think they've managed to delegate responsibilities different. Like mm-hmm. so, he came up with the concept. And, you know, character design, but obviously um, he has a lot of help. And actually, she's the one writing the dialogue for. Okay. She's, the, even though the concept is his and, and the story is she's his. She's writing it. Inside out, she is writing all of the story. Okay. And I think, that's, I think that's a big part of why it just looks a little more professional. Okay. Yeah. It's also the weirdest in, uh, installment of the story, but I haven't finished it yet. Um... Yeah, so there's that, <clears throat> but I would I would say the uh, the Fantastic Four, and then the Future Foundation stuff. It's just it made me love the Fantastic Four, and that's really that's really hard for me to do because even though I know they're like the first family, they're awesome, they're great. Uh, I found them boring. Yeah, and this really helped me get that new perspective. I love dad characters, like really solid dad characters. And uh, Mr. Fantastic is like, he's a really solid dad character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like just that very conservative, morally upright n- no, type guy? Not, not particularly. Just, he's, just he's, as, a, as a dad. Like being like. I always saw Mr. Fantastic kind of as, as your more <clears throat> by the book type of, you know. He's not. Dad? Mm-mm. Dad character, so he's more. He's, perhaps you and I have a different definition of what a dad character is. Uh, I see characters like that as like staunch, more like the way char- superheroes often were in like the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. whereas like they're, they're like the the positive role model, do your chores type of characters. Oh no, that's what I thought you meant by dad character. No, I meant literally a person who's a dad. I'm a big fan of dads. <laughs> Just like in, if you have so a wait, son, I'm he, a big fan of your character. Is is Reed Richard's son a big part of the story? Yes. 
You'd have to tell huge, me that first. <laughs> huge, huge part of the story. All right. Both his kids. Um, uh, both Valerie and, oh, I just forgot his name. And that makes me sad. Um, but they're huge parts of the story. And his dad is a part of the story as well. It's a family. So thing. you mean, okay, okay, gotcha. So you don't mean dad in like a slang way. I thought I I totally thought you meant like in, in, in like a total. Nope. I meant slang as in sense. literally a dad. He, okay, he's a a character who is a dad, and he he's like. and he does the dad well. Okay, that's what I mean. Uh, Sorry for that hiccup, everyone. Oh, you're fine. Um, in the same way that uh, I also do pseudo dad roles, you know, people who <laughs> are dad ro- like dad roles in people's lives, but aren't necessarily their dad. Uh, that that hits me harder, um, usually than the dad actual dad role. But mm. you know, I don't know why. Maybe it's the man in me. <laughs> Something. I one just, of the first I, I appreciate things I thought, good dads. One of the first images that came into my head was uh, there's a a moment in one of the first two Superman movies where Superman goes up to a, a young boy and he's like, "Son, son, uh, don't do that," or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. And that was the first thing I thought about was just that's what I meant when I'm when I was talking about the staunch morally upright oh, guy. No. Yeah, no. like I'm gonna mentor you, and oh. uh, you better uh, think twice. There, you know, you just yeah. that that whole that whole kind of thing. Because that's one that's one of the cheesy elements about Superman that I I like, even though I know some people hate mm-hmm. him for that reason. See, uh, <clears throat> that would be the the second is. Um, Superman as a dad is awesome. That I've not read yet. I need so I, I need to get into the revived Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, gosh. So that was our best. Do you have a worst of this year? You finished the Green Arrow, Green Lantern. I know that. I did finish that. And you said some of that no- t- towards the end was not good. Yes, yeah, some of it. It's funny that you remember that. I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, some of the issues toward the end there were really not very solid, but they were trying to get issues out while they could because they knew their time was short. Yeah, they were getting canceled. Yeah. Um. Man, by process of elimination, would that end up being my least favorite? I guess I, I I guess it would. I didn't yeah. I didn't read a ton this year, and that definitely finishing that was probably the most underwhelming of any of the reads. Yeah. So I'm sad to say that because <clears throat> some of the earlier, more iconic issues are really really good, and I like them a lot. And I know I've said that on this show before. So yeah, yeah. But sadly, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Green Lantern, Green Arrow is probably the weakest of what I've read. Uh, for me, it was the Betty and Veronica Vixens, which I thought the cover looks awesome, and I was excited, and the inside art is uh, atrocious. <laughs> like, is it the, just the, really bad? The cover is really cool looking, and it's supposed to be like Betty and Veronica from the Archie comics are like they create their own biker gang, and like. I was like, oh, this could be interesting, and the art's really, really well done. And then I opened it, and the art's really bad, and the story's really bad. And it's 
You finished the whole thing, I though. Fi- well, yeah, I finished all the comics I read. Have you ever? You've ne- you've never stopped in the middle of it. I've uh, of any trade that I've boughten, I've never just stopped. Like I've ne- like I've the ones that I have started reading, I've read all the way through. So I put down um, the Return of the Dark Phoenix because it was just a mess. Really. It wasn't one storyline. It was woven in and out of like a bunch of titles. Gosh, and it it's that's the worst. And it wasn't really a story. It was all very loosely yeah. related, or it, it wasn't a coherent story. God, I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cover art is awesome. So I'm I glad would say I have the, it. the runner up for me. Uh, I read Civil War this year, and that's probably a runner up. And the, and I don't know if I fault the book. I fault the edition that I got, which is this super thick. It's like this thick. It's it's like palm size thick. And I was like, man, this is going to have all like the crossover stuff. It's going to be great. No, it's about this much. That's how much the actual comic is. Really? And for those who can't see, because this is an audio podcast, <laughs> uh, I'm like doing like a. Like when you're doing puppets, like a puppet thing with your hand and talking, it's about that much. It's not that much at all. The rest of it is concept art or freaking, you know, the the making of each of the pages for the rest of the book, for the whole book. I'm going, this giant thing is not the story I yeah. to read. And so I was actually more disappointed with the special edition I got than I was with the actual story itself which hmm. i just felt with what i bought i thought i was going to have more reading material you felt ripped off kind of yeah i bought it on a uh, free comic book day though and it was 50 percent off uh shout out to i like comics you're awesome if you guys haven't checked them out check them out on free comic book day and uh black friday they usually have all trades for 50 percent off and it's a good deal just go and put that in there. They're the best. They are the best. Around. No one's ever going to bring them down. Um, I hope Chris doesn't just think that I go other places because I haven't been there in so long. It's like, no, I just haven't been a very good reader in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> I go there once a month. I have to. I had to tone myself back. I was going there like three times a month before. You were going pretty hard in the paint. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, so, moving on. Best... TV show, which we Daredevil. both are uh, Daredevil. It's both of us for Daredevil. Yeah, um, just going to say that right out of the gate. Even with the other things that I watched, the other new additions to Netflix that I watched on uh, TV this year, Daredevil still yeah. wins for me. Even like outside of the superhero and comic book realm, yeah. and since. I don't think you watched... It's the only superhero TV show you watched this year, right? Yes. Uh, So I'll open this one up for worst TV show, just like in general, that you watched this year. Worst TV show new, that I new, wa- new TV show. If you watched any. Ooh, man. The few things that I watched this year I actually really liked. I liked The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Which I was, I, there was some moments. If there's no worst, 
I, w- I won't fault you. There's no, I don't think there's any worse. Okay. But what I, I was going to say about uh, Haunting of Hill House is th- at, at its worst, there were moments that I thought they didn't n- need to put in there, but they did anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things in there that were really impressive, and I'm, yeah. I'm very happy that I finished it. Um, it's a very emotional show. <coughs> But I don't think I have a I don't think I have a worse for TV. Um, I and I know there are other shows that I watched that I'm probably just blanking on. I watched as of course, or as I always do. I watched a lot of the new stand-up specials that were mm-hmm. on. Um, John Mulaney's Kid Kid Gorgeous was in addition this year, right? Or was that that wasn't last year? That was, was it? last year. Kid Gorgeous? Pretty sure. I thought it was 2018. I don't know. Um, that was pretty good. And then I watched uh uh. Well, this is new for me. I don't think it's 2018, but have you ever heard of Sebastian Maniscalco? No. He's a good comedian. Um, I It was just added this year. I don't know if it's a brand new special or not. Okay. But, uh, um, no, I haven't really seen, I haven't seen a lot of crappy TV shows because I haven't given, I haven't directed my time yeah. in that direction. I, I, I really just make, uh, make very little time for TV unless I'm like convinced that I'm going to really enjoy it. Uh, for me, and it's not that it was the worst of all time. Where are you pointing at me? I was going to say, does it, are, you, are you talking just new shows? Yeah. Okay, then never mind. Or we can go old shows. Okay, so I tried to watch the 90s uh, made-for-TV made miniseries of Salem's Lot, and it was abysmal. <laughs> I was sad, too. I wanted to like it. Rob Lowe's in it. Yeah. I love Rob Lowe. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Uh, but uh, no, it's abysmal. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Go on. Sounds good. Uh, for me, it's not the worst show ever, and it's not like I hated my time with it. Because I didn't even sit down to watch it as a whole. But I was not a fan of the Sabrina TV show. Oh! That show. That would be my worst. Yeah. I'm. Uh, there. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I... I think I watched, like, two episodes with Ben, and I was just like, I can't do this show anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The main actress is not good. I don't like her. <laughs> I, you know, in, in Mad Men, when she was a little girl... You know, whatever. She wasn't in it enough to really bother me. I didn't. Yeah. I, I well, I guess I should backpedal. I always found her kind of annoying, but I always thought you were supposed to find her annoying, so mm-hmm. it worked. I loved the rest of the show, so that didn't get to me. But I, re- yeah, I'm with you. I, re- I really. The funny thing is, there's. I don't care for her. One of the parts I walked in on is there is a guy like telling Sabrina like the whole history and lore of their religion. Mm-hmm. And he did an incredible job. And I was like, wow, this guy's really good. The the African-American guy? No. He's also good. He was good, too, yeah. Uh, Her cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it's the... uh, Or was he he African-English? Did he have an English accent? He did, yeah. So he's not... But I don't know if he is... he, He was an actor. So I don't know if that's like... That's now just his personality or... Once again, I didn't start from the beginning, so uh no, it's just it was the guy who's the head of the 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 religion, the cult stuff. Um yeah. and he uh yeah, he's just like um 
telling her everything. I'm like, wow, he's really like, he's charismatic. He's doing a great job with the role. And then she talks. And as soon as she talks, I'm like, you can tell the difference between the acting like skill between these two actors in this one scene. Like it is insane how much like I want you to be quiet and I want him to keep talking. <laughs> like uh, her her aunts are also really good actors. I really like the actresses that play her aunts. If you don't one have of them, one of them is the good uh, lead. secretary in Wonder Woman. That's right. Yeah. If you she's a great actor. If you don't have a really good lead, the show falls to crap, and it doesn't matter if they aren't the one always delivering a punchline. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they aren't always the most interesting character. But if if you don't have someone holding that show together, yeah, and I I, I agree. Actually, I, I feel bad uh, openly talking about this because a uh, a good buddy of mine was really into that. He's really into that show. And he, uh, it's my friend uh, Jason from the station. Yeah. He really liked it a lot, and he was saying how he really dug the fact that it's darker and it's more, um, not more realistic, but, you know, it's just a little more visceral. And, well, I agree with that. It doesn't matter if I find the acting is kind of, yeah. I, yeah, it's weird when people are just like, oh, I liked it because of the theme or what it did, like w- like what it meant to TV. I'm like, yeah, but the acting was terrible. Like, how are you able to... It's like watching any CW TV show. Just like, yeah, the Flash first season was great for what it did, but how many, how many times did you and I talk about how terrible the acting is? Yeah. Like... It's so bad. It's like, come on. Come on. I can't, rem- I can't remember the name of the actress it, who plays I Sabrina, think it, but yeah, I she... Think it, I think she, it hurts because we have stuff like Daredevil, which the acting's incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, we have stuff like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you haven't watched a lot of, but I've watched everything, and the last three seasons, the acting is also incredible. Like, it's astounding. Um... I can definitely say that I may have shed a tear on the last episode of season five. <coughs> really? Just going to say, it was really sad, and it hit me hard. Um, but yeah, terrible acting can bring <laughs> bring out the worst. Yeah, I would say Sabrina is the worst. I because I I didn't, I was not compelled to carry on. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I was like. Ugh. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that's it. That's the one. So, moving on. Best superhero movie, which I think we're bah, we're also in the same agreement on this one. Are we? Don't tell me. Why Why would you choose other than the... What other superhero movie did you see this year? <laughs> so, here's the thing. I'm not going to break your heart. My favorite still was Infinity War. Okay. But I was going to say I really did like Thor Ragnarok a lot. I no, really did. I don't think that was this year. Was Ragnarok twenty the end of 2017? Yeah. I thought it was 2018. No. Black Panther came out this year. 
gosh, the, the, the end of 2017 really bled into... Mm-hmm. Are you positive? Mm-hmm. 100%. You are totally right. Yeah. It does, it does not feel like that long ago, though. Yeah, it was like November, I think. Oh, my goodness. For some reason, Maybe I thought... Maybe October. For some reason, I thought I saw it last January. Mm-mm. Damn, my memory is terrible with that. <laughs> but what's funny is actually I'm really good with dates. I don't know. I don't. I, for some yeah. reason or another, I just I just forgot that one. But uh, wow. So <laughs> it's Infinity War really hands late. down then. Yeah, Infinity War hands down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For me, it has it is actually a close runner up because I just saw a movie that is very close to rivaling Infinity War, uh, which is um. Into the Spider-Verse. I just totally forgot the name. But Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man movie, the animated Spider-Man movie. Uh, it's incredible. For those who have not seen it. Do you promise? I promise. I promise that it's an incredible movie. Uh, it made me yell out loud. And not like a like a scream, but like there's a hype-up moment, and I know the hype-up moment's coming, and it comes. I'm like, ha! I'm like, yeah! And... I don't think I've barely ever done that to a movie. Really? Because I knew the moment was coming. It was so predictable. But the way they did it, how it was handled and everything that happened, it like it was an emotion that came out of me. Also, it just pays a huge respect to the Spider Man character and I loved every bit of it. Nice. I loved every minute. So it's a very close runner up. Okay. For best superhero movie of the year. Um, I'm sure I'll see it. Yes. Yes. Uh worst uh did you worst superhero movie? Oh. <laughs> I oh man, I don't want to talk about that. Is it just Black Panther probably? <laughs> yeah. I because I mean, you I only mean, watched the two, didn't you? By by process of elimination, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, the reason why I said I'm it like checking, that, I'm the reason why I said one. it like that was because I didn't want anyone to think that I hate the movie. Yeah. What is it? The way you hate? Uh, what's the movie? Miles is always saying you hate. Uh, every movie. No, I know, but what was the one that we had a running joke on? Like, what was it? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. yeah. So I had to I had to check when Justice League came out. Actually, doesn't AJ does, or doesn't our friend AJ legitimately hate that movie? I don't know if it's legitimately. He just he he doesn't enjoy it, uh, which I don't fault him for. There's a lot of things I agree with, and it's a lot of things I don't like the movie for. Um, but I think I enjoyed my time with it more than he did. I actually enjoyed my time with it. I just I see its flaws for what they are. Yeah. You know. I have no desire to see it again, is my... Yeah. Like, I'll go watch the first one over and over and over again. I have more desire to finally watch Iron Man 3 than to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen that. I know you haven't. <laughs> it's still weird. You don't need to now. Like, nothing in Iron Man 3 affects anything that you need to know about but Iron I Man. But I need to just see it as you know yeah. as a completionist of the... I feel like when Endgame comes out, like on DVD... We just need to do like a huge marathon of all of them, and then you'll finally see it. Even if that means I have to watch Thor. Dark all World of again. the movies in one night. No, like, <laughs> just like 
We'll do like we'll make it. We'll make a day of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can start at nine o'clock yeah. so we can make a day of yeah. it. Yeah. Make it our beeswax we'll to be, be there at nine o'clock. Because I have something at ten. Uh, it's, it's already scheduled. <laughs> it's already scheduled. Uh, for me, and I <laughs> told Chris this before we got on the podcast. Venom. Venom was definitely the worst movie I've seen this year. Uh, for those who enjoyed the movie, that's cool. You know, you're entitled to your opinion. You can have that. Uh, I don't agree with it at all. Uh, I wanted to leave almost immediately as the movie was started. Uh, the pacing is terrible. The acting is terrible. The script is terrible. Uh, the CG is not great. Um, the only saving grace of that movie is the Venom character itself, uh, which appears in the last third of the movie. Like just the suit aspect of yes. it? and Okay. Is the last third of the movie. Um, my suspicions of Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock were... Uh, 100% correct. Um, it's not good. Has is has no aspect of Eddie Brock at all. Doesn't capture it. No. Um, and I was telling other people this: the arrogance and confidence of Topher Grace's Eddie Brock is actually better than this Eddie Brock. Like wow. I'd rather have that, even though it was a terrible Eddie Brock. <laughs> I'd rather have that than what we got. That's all I'll say on that that movie. So you didn't like Venom? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, which, to be fair, I went in thinking I wasn't going to like Venom, um, which will change. Uh, it's something that I want to see it just to see how I feel about it. I'm curious how I'm going to feel about okay. it. Okay, I think I, you should because you you might feel differently than I do. Like <sighs> maybe, but. You hated Suicide Squad more than I did. I did. Was Venom worse than Suicide Squad? I would say I'd rather watch Suicide Squad. No again. freaking way. I would I would watch Suicide oh. Squad. Suicide Squad was so bad. And Venom is worse. Oh, not even close, it is, man. It is so bad. I physically laughed at how terrible Suicide Squad was. <laughs> at least I was entertained in Venom. Okay? I wasn't entertained. Granted, once. I'm not I'm not like I'm not like I'm not as into comics as you guys are by a long shot, so you have the background it, and everything. It, to but me, Suicide to me, Squad, to me, Chris, ugh, the, the only redeeming factor of Suicide Squad was whatever her face, Margot, whatever she's beautiful, Robbie, yeah, and That's insane. It. Will Smith, to, to me, should never act again because <laughs> of that movie. Well, and he's been in enough damn movies. He and Johnny the, Depp, here's he here's and Johnny this, Depp can get out of my TV. Here's the thing, Chris. Uh, one of my good friends uh, is. Cody knows him too, AJ. Uh, we talk about him a lot. He is a huge Tom Hardy fan. He loves Tom Hardy. Like, he was excited for this movie just for Tom Hardy. At the end of this movie, he had to question himself whether or not Tom Hardy is a good actor or not. Okay. Because, because of this movie. Is he familiar with the whole Eddie Brock backstory and everything? Uh, Yes, but that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Like, just the, his accent was... Like, I don't know what it was. It wasn't the best. And then his character seemed all over the place all the time. Oh, man. And it just, not not just that, but the villain was so bland. It was so bland. It was such a bland villain. I'd rather have, like, Riot? Re, 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 like, w yes. He was 
My worst thing. Well, there was no anticipation. It was just like, okay, oh, okay, and then blam, he yeah, just showed up. Just like showed you didn't up. get any and, background and on him. And not even just that, but then it's like, oh, who's the villain going to be? Oh, it's just a bigger Venom. Yeah. Like, and oh, is he like a cool color? No, he's like a, he's like a brownish black instead of a black. And so when they fight, it's hard to tell who's fighting who. Uh, and then my, like, I will say it was entertaining watching Tom Hardy fight the dude because it was really pathetic. Um, <sighs> when he, when he goes and does like the punch, I'm like, this guy's like 80 pounds. <laughs> like you're fighting a dude who is like a, like a nerd. Well, like a to be fair, Tom Hardy wasn't that big nerd. in this movie either. It's, oh, that bothers me. <laughs> that bothers me too. Like, like Tom Hardy could have been. Have, I don't warrior, understand that. Why Tom did they Hardy, not bulk him up? Bronson Tom Hardy. You have freaking Bane Tom Hardy. Yeah, you have, and you have Taboo a, Tom Hardy. You have have a, you seen Taboo? I have not. It's a TV show on FX, and it's freaking and, dope. And really? So you have the one character, like maybe the second character. Bane has to be a really big and burly character. You have another character who is perfect for big, burly Tom Hardy. And you made him the weakest thing. One of the first things he talks about is how he's afraid of heights. Like, it. he was such an unlikable character. Like, not in the sense of, like, oh, he's a, like, he's an anti-villain or an anti-hero, like, kind of jerk. Like, I just didn't like him at all. I actually liked, I will say, the second saving grace of this movie was the fiancé, his ex-girlfriend's boyfriend. Dan, I think his name was, or Don. That guy was great. I love that man. I think we need more, more, more scenes with him. Uh, but no, I did not like this movie. Uh, I may have exaggerated by saying Suicide Squad is better. I may have exaggerated. There, I I won't see either of those movies. I'd be very surprised if I hated. I enjoyed Venom just, the way I, I enjoyed hated Suicide Justice, Squad. I enjoyed Justice League more. Really? Than Venom? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Justice League. Due to you just, guys. Justice League has some cool moments, and so that really makes up for it. I'm, I'm scared to see the, it. I the think that's Superman, the reason why I still haven't seen it. The two Superman battles are really good. Do you think you'll like Aquaman more than Venom? So that brings me to my another point is the the expectations I had for Venom, Venom met, and which was low. Like it, Like, it did bad just like I thought it was going to do bad. Uh, Aquaman I've been ranting about how I'm going to hate this movie and I've seen more trailers I'm still going like I'm still bothered by his Aquaman Jason Momoa's Aquaman it's still going to annoy me till the end of time I think it's the stupidest thing ever but the movie like outside of him does look entertaining Mm -hmm. so I might enjoy this movie whether or not I enjoy his Aquaman. That's another thing kind of in the same vein. Like I, again, I don't really, I'm not yeah. super familiar with Aquaman as a character other than who he is in family guy and yeah. South park, which is, you know, <laughs> whatever. The worst but ex- like, like depictions of Jason him. Momoa again, just this massive warrior badass. I just started watching frontier on Netflix. Yeah. You guys should check it out. He plays this pioneer or no, this fur tra- trapper fur trader trapper in like, the early 1800s mm-hmm. and he's just going around slaying people. He's half Irish, half native. It, it's 
amazing. That sounds great. Yeah, it's great. Well, and that was my original, like, when they were saying he was going to be Aquaman, I was like, this is perfect. He just needs to be Cal Drogo, like, Cal Drogo from yeah. Game of Thrones as Aquaman. Like, give me that savage, like, Aquaman. Yes. And then he comes out and says, permission to come aboard. And it's just like, <laughs> he's a frat boy. Uh, and then, and then you have boy. Justice League where he's like, my man. Woohoo! Like, it's just like, Redheads this, gotta love him. Gotta love him. <laughs> yeah, that redheads gotta love him line's pretty cringy. And then he jumps out. And he's just like, Whoa! It's like, uh, this is. That's your just, ruler of Atlantis. It's weird because it seems like he isn't in this movie. <laughs> I, like every time I see this trail, like the trailers, it's like we have everything about this movie happening, and then they show him, and it's like that's not Jason Momoa. I'm like. Well, no, that is Jason Momoa. Like, that's the problem is they just told Jason Momoa is like, hey, just be yourself. Like, like be your actual self. And he did that. And, uh, and like, someone asked him how good, good of a swimmer he is. And he's like, I'm from Hawaii. Like, that's not even a question. It's just like, that's who he is. That's that bro, like, surfer chill vibes cool dude i would love to hang out with jason momoa like oh yeah hands down the funny thing is like but it's his, like his they character- stuck this happy-go-lucky just fun dude is like oh i'm just happy to yeah. be here yeah like it's it, in the, the trailer most, makes like, it- stoic yeah. character yeah and, like his character is a character i love like the way he's doing aquaman i hands down will gravitate towards that character no matter what in if I don't have a pre-context backstory to these characters. Like, I even made a Dungeons & Dragons character who is essentially the same character um, of just a surfer bro who goes around and just wants to have fun. Like, that is a character I love. Bro, that's a, that's a, that's a great character. I know. It, he's incredible. Uh, it's just not Aquaman. <laughs> like, that is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't see him, and I don't like I don't see Aquaman. I just I see, I see Jason Momoa, and that's it. So, but I think I'm going to enjoy this movie. Other than that, it also has Willem Dafoe, and I love Willem Dafoe. So, that image of Willem Dafoe's face on Mary Poppins is terrifying. <laughs> it's so scary. Uh, when he's like, yeah, and then. Green Goblin face. Last but not least, Cody, best moment for the podcast this year. Oh, man. I know mine. I don't know if you'll remember my, mine. Hard to pick. There were so few of them. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Dang. Well, it's not going to be it's... hard to choose the worst one because uh, it's all of them. I thought you were going to say because it's this one. <laughs> no. Actually, this has been a fun one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Unlike a fun yen. Just one second. I'll give you two. Mississippi. <laughs> Can you think of me? The best episode? Or best moment. Best of moment? Po- of the podcast. Because mine's not particularly an episode. Oh, it's not an episode. It's just, it's just a discussion. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh... I really loved our review of Daredevil. Yeah, I know the we've last hit. Episode? We, yeah, we've we've hit that beat 
enough times on this episode, though, so let's leave Daredevil out Mine, of this. Mine's the one time that we talked about Batman versus Superman. The one time? <laughs> <laughs> we always bring up an excuse to talk we, about we've that. We've already talked about this episode. We do bring it up every episode. Almost every episode. I think so. I think people, like, if you took a... Uh, like a stat of how much we've talked about the episode or that movie mm-hmm. and put it in just like time, like the amount amount of time we've talked about it, uh, you would think without anything else, like just the, that stat alone, you would think people would think that's our favorite movie of all time. I know. Because <laughs> we talked about it you know so what much. Be, you know what would be really entertaining I don't know if this is even possible. I'm guessing it is. If we could find a way to snip every single time. That would be the most exhausting thing in the world because that's almost every episode. I know, but if if we went back, (laughs) like we're talking now, all the way back, and made a snippet of just all the times we've talked about it. We dedicated a whole episode to it. (laughs) I would love, well... Obviously, that would be outside of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about all the other, okay, all the other times. Whew, that'd be I wonder it. how many different ways we've said the same thing. Oh, <laughs> about that. How movie. many episodes have we had since then? <laughs> since, since BVS, like forty? Has it been forty? I was gonna say thirty. Yeah, because we talked about before the show, before we came into uh, Chris's, before Chris joined us, we talked about BVS. We talked about in the old room with the terrible audio. You're right. Before he made us beautiful. And all precious and glamorous. Uh, But best moment. So Daryl, is that what you'd say? I can't pretend that wasn't my favorite part. Okay. But uh, I was trying to dig a little deeper because I feel like I've nailed the Daredevil spike into the ground. Yeah. Glad you're going with me on that one. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> what, what, what was yours, man? Uh, I like Comic-Con. We did that... That was a blast. That We did that in February when we interviewed people and got to experience all of that. That was probably my favorite okay. moment of the podcast. If we're, if we're going on experience and not just us... That's why I said not episodes, like not... I thought, I thought as the podcast I, as the podcast as a whole. I thought maybe you it. meant just a part we did on the show. No. Okay. Well, no. Uh, I could totally understand that. That was one of my favorite parts of the year too. Yeah, for sure. That was that was those were super cool, super cool. It was a unique experience. It's the first time that I had ever interviewed someone outside of like a school newsroom. That's yeah. all I've, I've only ever done school news. Mm-hmm. And to actually talk to people who uh, create content that I'm interested in, that's mm-hmm. way more interesting. Yeah. It's, it was a blast. Like, I was exhausted by the end of the day. When I told pe- people how many interviews we did, <laughs> they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, we did like, I think we did eight, eight interviews in one day. Yeah. Oh, people yeah. were saying they couldn't believe it? Yeah, because... Most of the time you do like It was a work three. day. It was a yeah. work day. I was tired. Yeah. Do you remember how tired I was? Oh, yeah. But I re- I vividly I can I can I can feel how but tired so I was glad, then right now. I'm so glad that we got to see uh Jim Steranko. Jim Steranko, uh Yeah. Uh, Neil Adams, you know, original uh, Pennywise the Clown though. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, his original creation. Yeah, it, you know, it's crazy that he was able to create that character. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, it, it was cool seeing his version. Yeah, isn't that what that, that that's what it was, right? Well, because we walked up and there was like there was the characters he created, and then yeah, like, I, it had all those, and we're like, oh, you know, you know, the original creator of Pennywise the Cat because um, it was right there. It was right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was t- great talking to his uh, son, Joel. Joel was great, yeah. Um, then you got Terry Blaz, which I made, apparently I botched his name, and then also made a Blas pun, because it was Terry Blas. Oh. But I kept saying Terry Blaz. Gotcha. Um, and then there was the awkward episode, or the awkward interview. I don't even remember the guy's name. Oh God! Uh, for those who do not know, uh, there was there was an interview that we didn't put up on the episode. Yes. Uh, because there was one que- there was two questions that he did not understand. Uh, which do you remember? Do you remember which questions they were? One of them was uh, we. I asked him, which I don't understand how he didn't like get this question i asked him who his favorite street fighter character was because he said his art was inspired by uh like video game cabinets and who and so i asked him who his favorite street fighter character was and then he asked me which street fighter like it was the most awkward thing ever yeah i remember that too it's like he couldn't just i was give us an answer but this is this is the kicker i then said street fighter 3 you know off the top of my head uh, and then he says, Ryu, you know, the character who has been in every single Street Fighter. <laughs> like, Wow, he did? Oh, God, this like, is all flooding back to me. It's like, why did you need me to specify <laughs> which one? Like, you're not choosing a character that came in later in the series. It's like, you freaking chose the the cover character for every game. Uh, That's funny. He did say yeah. that. But not just that. Like, I'm not... Harping too much. I don't want to harp too much on this guy. I, we were both awkward. It wasn't just him. But then I also messed up the. Uh, it has there been any moment in your career that has just spoke like spoken to you? Anything that you've done that like you just feel for? Uh, cherished moments is what we called it. Uh, and he had no clue what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and we we finally got there, and he was like, "Oh, I do." I help people like tutor. I tutor people and I help people with their art and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. It was not a good, it was not a good interview. And he wasn't the best interviewee. No. Uh, and so it was just, it was a botched interview altogether. You but, live and you learn. Yeah. Literally later that day, we did incredible interviews after that. Yeah. Uh, Gene talked to like Ron Randall and, Matthew Southworth and uh, Li- uh, Lucy starts with a B. I can't. I can't remember. I forgot her. I follow her on Twitter. Man, I can't believe I forgot her name. She's awesome. I have her book. It's a really good book. I think it's like a thousand demon days or something. I'm bad at this. Why am I so bad at names? So bad at names. Lucy Bellwood. That's it. Um, Lucy Bellwood. Uh, oh, I forgot his name, but the guy who lived in the clown hotel. 
he he lived in the clown motel for a month. Oh yeah, he, the writer. Didn't he have long hair? Mm, no, he was more bald. He was our last interview. We were both really tired. I can't picture the guy's face. Hmm. Uh, and then I feel like there was more. Maybe that was it. But that I can think of. There's probably more. There's the guy who did the uh, coloring for TMNT. He was really cool to talk to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, they were all really cool. Yeah, it was just it was just that one guy, and, and like his art was cool. And I don't know. I I feel like I feel bad because we it was last minute. Like I got those interviews set up, and I don't think he was really expecting what we were going to be doing. So, but yeah, that's that's my best moment. Uh, my worst moment this year is when I made the LGBT. Q joke, uh, which I promptly apologize for, but that's probably my worst moment this year. I'm trying to remember which. I said Ruby Rose is a part of the LGBTQLMNOP joke. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. I don't, because it's the worst. It's the worst. What are you apologizing for exactly? I made a joke of, you know, them. Oh. I made a joke of the whole whole thing, so. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, there. You're fine. I, I, I put I myself was, on the spot. I, there. I was I was making sure I understood. Like, was it? Were you apologizing for like, uh, the the ignorance and of of that joke? Okay. Is what I'm apologizing for. Okay. I don't know. I don't believe anyone who's listening to this really cares. But I just wanted to make sure that uh, I apologize for it. You know what? What I want to apologize—what I want to apologize for—is hmm. forgetting that Thor Ragnarok wasn't in twenty. <laughs> so, uh, so your worst seven. moment is this episode. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I've had some best moments in this episode too. So yeah, it evens yeah, out. Evens out. Evens out. That's an honest mistake, though. I I actually felt like the I will end- actually say the worst moment is the fact. That we skipped a lot of weeks this year. Yeah, that's the well, that's the worst part. Yeah. yeah, we did skip a lot this year. Yeah, busy life just gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And I want to be on here more. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys more. We appreciate you, listeners. Um, thank you so much for you know the encouragement and support and wanting us to come out here and do this. So. Yeah, we're yeah. going to do. We're going to try to do more awesome things in 2019. Uh, we are taking the next two weeks off because of Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Maybe. We might be able to throw in something uh, in between, but that's how it's looking so far. Uh, Chris, you there? Yep. Uh, are you going – and are you guys going to be out of town New Year's? I mean, we okay. can do this after the episode's done. But. Huh? Yeah. What? We can talk about this later. It's entertaining for people to hear. I think I'm going Ooh. snowboarding. Chris is going snowboarding. <laughs> Okay. I I was just I was just saying because I don't know I, mean, I don't really have any reason not to do the podcast just because it's New Year's Day is all I'm saying. But I, we'll I see. have a reason. You do have a reason that we oh. can talk about after the episode. <laughs> That's fine. I I don't need details, but uh, give me the deets. Can I do a top and a bottom? Or oh a right. Favorite, least favorite. Uh, 
Do you want to do all of them or do you? Yes. Okay. Every, no. Every. No, just moments. Okay. Um, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite, favorite moment because there's been a lot of just genuine good times, laughter, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But recording the intro song with Cody. Was that this year? Was, yeah. Yeah, that was this year. Yeah, that was oh this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it was like was some, it, summertime, wasn't it? I, I thought it was spring. Or maybe spring. Yeah. Spring, yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but Andrew actually played drums on that <laughs> in one day. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> he nailed it. No, but um, that was a blast and just putting all that together. Dude, that uh, was a blast. It was, yeah. We had a really good time. Um, and it really came together pretty quickly, which was probably the best part of it was that it just kind of poured out of you, you know? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. No, I, I feel like uh, more more than anyone else that I've ever that I've ever recorded with, you make it fun and easy, and I appreciate that. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I, that's what I strive for. Uh, and then I think my least favorite moment, um, I've just had a lot of stupid late night mistakes on, like, uh, post-production I'm pretty sure at one point We put out an episode with no intro song And so it was just silence Oh that's right <laughs> There's also Oh gosh I no guess. the acapella version <gasps> that, that is, is the, the best, best part oh, of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was great yeah. <laughs> No That totally is it <laughs> Oh my gosh How could we have overlooked that I don't know That was the best that Hands down, good. that was good. Yeah, that was because fun. that for for those who do not know, we did that. That took like two tries, and they were like, "We're just going to do it," and then we did it, and we pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because yeah. we just went straight into recording, like yep. we, like we just did it. That wasn't like a pre-recorded thing that we did. We did nope. that, and then we just went right into the episode. That was really good. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, the the late night mess ups. Yeah. I don't blame you. You working hard. Mm-hmm. You know. I can't believe I l- l- just leaving the <laughs> intro out. And we're just sitting there. You hear a breath every now and then. Uh, there was also an episode where it just uh cut off at the end. Yeah. But I don't think that was that was a weird. That wasn't us. Like, I think it had something to do with like a the weird, it was like a weird mastering, the mastering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, totally. What you gonna um, do? Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. You're definitely the best part of 2018. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, You're definitely the best part of 2018. Thank you, Cody. You're part of 18. No, I'm kidding. You're uh, one of the best. You are the best. <laughs> you're, one, you're, you're one of the best. You're one of the best. Thank you, Around. both of you, for making my Monday nights much more entertaining. Yeah. You could have football, basketball, or... In the words of Davy Jones, for making the music softer, girl, for making a better world for Did me. Davy Jones? Davy Jones, yeah, the singer of the monkeys. Oh. He he had that song. He's like he's like for making the nighttime nicer, girl, for making the winter warmer, <laughs> girl, for making a better world for me. Yeah. 
On that note, thank you, girl. See you guys later. We'll see you. Thank you. Possibly girl. next year. All right. <laughs> I'm done. Bye. Bye. Bye.